Canadian fitness wear powerhouse Lululemon is facing stiff competition from whippersnapper rivals like Gymshark and of course established brands like Nike online. Today we're going to learn five digital marketing lessons that you can learn from Lululemon's digital marketing and you can apply to any business, whatever you sell, whoever you sell to. Let's go. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. The first lesson is the importance of a content section on your website. We often talk about the importance of a knowledge base or content hub or something on the site. If you watch Exposure Ninja videos or listen to podcasts a lot, you'll know that we are always banging on about this. Well, Lululemon is doing a great job of getting some content on their site. If you go to the community tab of their site, you'll see that they've got different types of content focused on different interests that their customers have. For example, meditation, running, yoga, and training. And they've broken this content down by these categories to allow you to find the content that's most interesting to you. There is some great stuff in here, including a home workout hub in their yoga section. There is some great stuff in here, including this incredible online studio where they have essentially built a sort of mini Peloton free of charge. You can watch loads of different videos all about yoga or how to do different poses or how to train or how to improve your flexibility, all free of charge. Now the downside is that they've put this on YouTube rather than keeping it on their website, which means when you click on this to go and watch the videos, you end up on YouTube and their website actually closes. It makes no sense. They've put the time and energy to get you on their site in the first place. They've made this amazing content. Then they can embed it in their website to keep people on the site. Yes, of course you want the organic reach and traction by putting it on YouTube, but you can make this snippet videos and you could link through to the full video on their website to get more traction and to keep people there. It makes no sense to then just push people straight off the website back into YouTube. In another example of nearly but not quite, they've got this fantastic piece about how to train and run your first 10K, which is an awesome topic and a great match for their target audience. But the downside is they haven't optimized this for the sort of phrases that people are gonna be searching for. So this page is unlikely to rank in search results for people searching for this information. They also have a proper full-on 10K training plan, which you can download from their website. But they haven't put this behind an email capture. It's literally just a PDF linked on their site. Now, what they could do to make this whole strategy more effective and collect a whole bunch of email subscribers is have the articles free and indexable on their website. But then they will put the detailed training plans or the video courses behind an email sign-up so that they're able to identify what people are interested in by what they're signing up for through the website. They can then send them targeted automated email sequences talking about that specific thing, whether it's training for a 10K and sending them recommended products based on their training regime. Or if they're interested in yoga, then obviously they can promote the yoga related products. At the moment, they're making it all, they're giving it away, but there is no call to action. And they're not getting the traction with organic search that they could be by optimizing pages like these for the search terms that people are actually looking for. The next lesson is posting native feeling content to each social channel. What do we mean by this? Well, the stuff that people are looking for on Instagram is different to the sort of stuff that people are looking for on TikTok. Not just because they might be a slightly different audience, but because these different social channels have a different type of content that's popular. 
Now, Lululemon do a great job of this by tailoring their content to the social channel. For example, here we can see on their Instagram, we can see their feed posts are exactly the sort of stuff that tends to do well on Instagram. We've got a mixture of really clean looking professional images with some more user generated content focused type posts. They're also using Reels nicely. Reels is a real priority product for Instagram. They look at the threat of TikTok and Reels is their sort of product that they want to use to combat this threat. This means that you get a lot of organic traction using Reels and Lululemon are using Reels very effectively, much more similar to the sort of thing that you see on TikTok. But if we compare their Instagram content to their TikTok content, we'll see that the TikTok stuff is much more user generated. In fact, a lot of it is repurposing user generated content. You don't get much of a professional sheen to stuff on TikTok. And to be honest, anything that does feel a little bit professional on TikTok doesn't really feel native. It feels a bit addy. So Lululemon have done a great job by giving their creators and their team complete free reign, it appears, with their TikTok account to go and make the sort of videos that feel much more native and natural to the platform. If we take a look at Twitter, we see yet another approach. On Twitter, where it's mainly text focused, they've taken to just posting inspirational quotes. And these are getting some reasonable traction. With an engagement rate of 0.05%, which doesn't sound like much, but is actually above industry average, these tweets are actually getting engagement, which is pretty rare for a brand's Twitter account these days. It's not perfect everywhere though. For example, we see that their organic Facebook posting seems to be about one a month over the last year, which you know is nowhere near enough to get any sort of traction. And then they've got regional Instagram pages like the UK one, for example, where the content feels decidedly less professional. We've got some stuff here which clearly hasn't been proofed by a designer and doesn't really meet the sort of design standards that I think Lululemon would be holding itself up to given that they tend to be at the premium end of the market. If you're enjoying this episode of the podcast, please subscribe using whatever platform that you're on and also leave us a review. In your review, feel free to ask any questions that you have about digital marketing or let us know any topics that you want us to cover in future episodes. We love reading these reviews and comments. Lesson number three is to keep on top of reputation. Reputation online is so important with consumers having more choice than ever. Now we see a couple of areas where Lululemon's reputation management is clearly underperforming. Firstly, going back to that Facebook page, we suspect that one of the reasons they're only posting once per month on Facebook is that every time they post, they get a torrent of negative comments. In one example of a post where people are complaining about the customer service, we get these mini conversations that people are having talking about how bad Lululemon's customer service is and how it's got worse. Now, the most ironic thing of all is that these are comments on a post about their social community rules. And one of their social community rules is that they treat every conversation they have with their audience as an opportunity to learn, support and uplift. So clearly we see in the comment section, they are ignoring these comments. So they are failing to meet one of their own three community support rules in the very post that they are sharing these community support rules. We get a similar thing on Twitter where a lot of the responses that they get to some of their posts are people complaining about either product or customer service or discounts that they've taken away from healthcare workers. Obviously, as any brand gets bigger, there are going to be complaints. And if people can't get hold of customer support, they are going to take to social media. So there's really a few different lessons here. Firstly, make sure that the customer support is well staffed enough to be able to handle the volume of complaints and issues that you are getting and make sure that those issues are resolved as much as possible. 
But the next lesson is that if those customer complaints do end up on social media, it's really important that you are seen to meet those complainers exactly where they are, take those messages into the DMs, and make sure the issues are resolved. That means that people can then go back to their comments and either update or amend those comments with the resolution that they've had. This is actually an opportunity to turn these complainers into fans by showing that you actually listen. But if you let those complaints just sit there, fester and worse, start communicating with each other and riling themselves up, this is a situation that can rapidly get out of hand. The next marketing lesson is about SEO and in particular, finding SEO opportunities with keywords that are ranking on page two. Now I'm looking at the rankings for the Lululemon UK site and we can see they're bringing in a reasonable amount of traffic, but a lot of this is branded search traffic, i.e. people who are already searching for Lululemon. The real opportunity for growth for a brand like this, as we've seen in the past with companies like Gymshark, is to rank for those commercial terms for product categories from people who don't know that they are necessarily going to buy from Lululemon. We can see some potential here for things like jogger, men's joggers, sports bras, leggings. Phrases like these have decent search volume and a lot of potential for bringing good quality traffic onto the site that might turn into customers. But at the moment, most of these pages are ranking on page two and page three for these terms. In Lululemon's case, a lot of these product category pages don't have sufficient copy or links to justify ranking any higher. So in their case, what they could do is firstly bulk out the amount of copy on these pages, include links through to relevant pages in the content hub, but also to drive some product focused influencer campaigns, targeting influencers that have blogs and doing some digital PR outreach to make sure that they're getting links coming through to these product category pages. That's going to lift these product category pages in the rankings and help them to start picking up some of those page one rankings for some of these terms that are just on the edge of starting to drive traffic. The final lesson that we're going to take from Lululemon is optimizing the key conversion pages on your website. Every website has key conversion pages. These are the pages where the rubber really meets the road. This is the page where somebody's actually going to take an action and either become a customer or become a lead for you. In Lululemon's case, their key pages are going to be their product pages. These are the pages that people actually buy the products from. On these key pages, you want to make sure that any objections are handled before someone is asked to make the purchase or become a lead. You also want to tell the story about your business and these pages are a great way to build a bit more credibility behind the offering that you're making to someone. So in this case, Lululemon's product pages are absolutely key. Now they've got a reasonable amount of information. We've got some product images at the top. We've got the different colorways that you can buy each product in. We've got uh, pricing info. We've got reviews. We've also got a great size guide that helps people find the right size for them. In e-commerce, this is so important because this is going to reduce the number of people that order a few different sizes, knowing that they're going to send the least fitting ones back. If you can give people the confidence that they've ordered the right size for them in the first place, then you're going to reduce the number of returns that are made. One area that Lululemon could do better though is telling the story about its products a little better. They have an area on their product pages called why we made this. And this is a fantastic opportunity to tell a story about this particular product and in doing so, give a bit of context and background as to what's important about the company. For example, if I'm considering buying a scuba oversized half zip hoodie, they could tell me why they made this because going to and from the yoga studio, sometimes people get cold and they want this particular hoodie and they want it to be oversized so it doesn't cling on a cold day or it doesn't get wet if someone's sweaty. 
there's loads of stuff that they could share here which would make them feel really close to their customer and like they understand their customer really well. Instead, we've got a sentence and a bit of what feels like pretty second-rate copy. With an oversized fit and the soft, cozy fabric that you love, the new half-zip scuba silhouette keeps your post-practice comfort at peak levels. It doesn't really mean anything. It just feels like it's been stuck in there as placeholder copy almost. We've got a section with product features, but again, these are very, very short, very minimal bullet points. We've got some information about the fabric as well, but again, very minimal. So I would like to see them go much heavier with this. One example of a business that does very well is their current legal sparring partner, Nike. For example, on a key product page for Nike, not only do we get the product images, we also get product videos so you can see exactly what the product looks like in use. It shows you a mixture of wide shots so you can see the silhouette, but also zoomed in shots so that you can see some of the details of the product. Then you get this kind of sales copy at the bottom of the page, which to be honest, either reminds me of an Apple product page or even a crowdfunding product page. Now with crowdfunding, a business is trying to persuade you to give them money, even though the product doesn't exist yet and the business may have never made anything before. So what you tend to find with crowdfunding pages is there's loads of detail about the background, the history, the people behind it, the story. This makes for a really compelling product page. And Nike kind of has taken a bit of an approach here. We can see some really wide shots of the product, really detailed, but also a bit more background about this particular product range. They're selling both the features and the benefits. On these product pages, you can also see user-generated content. You can see how people are wearing this. You really can't work too hard on the key conversion pages of your website. They can make such a difference to the performance of your digital marketing campaign overall. If you're driving paid traffic to a page and you're able to increase the conversion rate of that page by 20 or 30%, which might make the difference between being able to scale and not. So if in doubt, sell more. If you're enjoying this episode of the podcast, please subscribe using whatever platform that you're on and also leave us a review. In your review, feel free to ask any questions that you have about digital marketing or let us know any topics that you want us to cover in future episodes. We love reading these reviews and comments. So there you have it. Five digital marketing lessons from Lululemon. Number one, build some sort of content section on your website. Not only does this give you a chance to rank for informational search terms on Google, but also it gives you some great content to drive your email marketing to and it gives you a reason to contact your past purchases and potential purchases with some information, not just sales pitches. Lesson number two, post content that feels native to the social channel you're posting on. TikTok content needs to feel like TikTok content. Instagram content for feed needs to be a bit more polished. For reels, it needs to be a bit more raw. Make sure that you're talking the native language of the social channel. Number three, keep on top of your reputation. If you don't answer those complaints, and negative comments on your social posts, things can quickly spiral out of control. But this is a great opportunity to build a relationship with people, get those comments and negative feedback sorted in the DMs so that you can then turn those people and have them become advocates instead. Number four, find those keywords ranking on page two and do what needs to be done to get them ranking on page one. Whether this is increasing the amount of content or building links that go to those pages, this is real opportunity to increase the volume of high quality traffic that you're getting from Google and make more money from it. Let's be honest, that's what you're here for. And number five is to identify and optimize the key conversion pages on your website. If you're e-commerce, this is your product pages. 
Think about the average crowdfunding sales page. And if in doubt, write more about the product. Give people more context about how it's created, the materials involved, the story behind it, the story behind the brand. Show it in different contexts. Add videos as well as images. The more you tell on these pages, the more you will sell. So there you have it, a fascinating look into Lululemon's digital marketing and the opportunities that are available. Don't forget, if you've enjoyed this episode, then subscribe or follow the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Also, please do leave us a review. We love reading them. And don't forget that you can request a free website and digital marketing review from the team here at Exposure Ninja. Just go to exposureninja.com forward slash review, fill in the short questionnaire about your business your digital marketing and your goals and we will send you a custom 15 minute video usually within two to three working days with the prioritized action plan that you can work through to improve the volume of leads and sales that your website is generating for you so go to exposureninja.com to request that until next week see you soon